Hey, one last thing I wanted to ask you though. Yeah. Um, out of all of the uh, shows that only ran for one season ever in creation, oh which is your favorite? One season shows? Uh-huh. Oh, man. What are some? I can't even think of any right uh, now. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> That's only one season? Because it's just like 50 episodes. Oh, wow. Um, most people are surprised when they learn that the original Star Trek series only ran three seasons. Yep. Like, people think of it as this iconic, which it is. Uh An iconic show, but it did it all in three seasons. Well, my pick for number one is the original Doctor Who, which only ran for one season. Oh, yeah. That totally was only (laughs) one season. Because technically... (laughs) Everybody who hasn't caught up on classic Who, you know, what are you waiting for? There's only 13 episodes. (laughs) Netflix. The rest of that is something else. It's called Doctor Who, but it's something else. I believe Netflix made it, and then the rest was Christmas specials. Yep. Yeah, cool. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay, so you ready to do this episode? Let's go. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And And welcome welcome to to the Houseplants Podcast. Podcast. We're here to talk about... Do we even remember these? Music, media, and mission. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Are we still out of town? <laughs> are, all, are our brains still out of town? That's yep. how I feel. Yep. At this moment. Um, both of us have just recently come back from big, awesome trips where we got to spend yeah. time with the ones we love most. Yeah. Isn't that great? We both got out and got to be in God's creation, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of God's creation in Branson from like the uh, cowboy uh, themed uh, music halls <laughs> to the uh, all you can eat chicken wing uh, yeah. Silver Dollar <laughs> City roller coasters. <laughs> no, I mean, it's all part of God's creation. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but you did get to go hiking and stuff, though, too, right? Oh, we got to go hiking. We got to we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about cool. how cool our trip was. But awesome. Do you want to do some worship? Yeah, let's start with a song. So today we are talking about Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And if I could turn it into a verb, Sabbathing, perhaps. Sa- sab thing. Sabbathing. Yeah, it'd have to be. Sabtin. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, hashtag Sabbathing. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> that sounded really dumb. <laughs> Please, I, nobody for, make that a hashtag. For, for one moment, I felt like a dumb, like, 2014 social media person. There you go. I mean, All that's right. one step closer than we were. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when everybody else figures out this internet thing, we'll be... Uh, We'll be releasing some ebooks and some hashtags. <laughs> Horse ebooks. So <laughs> look that up on Twitter. Virtual zoo. And so, uh, yeah, this this song is flourished. This is Zach's idea that we, because we're taking a break in the way that we kind of um, we put together these original works. That this time yeah. we would just do a song we already do really well, which is the theme of this. We're just gonna do a little bit different version of it, more Sabbathy. If I could make it an adjective. So you guys will probably recognize it. We don't even need to say which one it is. But apparently Psalm 92 is a psalm for the Sabbath. Anybody who's looking through their Bible can read that right there in the subheader, unless they're reading one that is like, no, no titles, only the original. I don't know who came up with the fact that it is a psalm for the Sabbath, but that is a traditional reading of it. So we're going to do it. Let's go.
Oh, oh, oh. 
that was nice and chill. Yeah, very very chilled out. Cause we're just we're just taking that day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That seventh day. Oh man. So speaking of seventh day, Zach, real quick before yeah. we pray, what are we talking about today, would you say? We are talking about our trips mm-hmm. and giving you guys a little bit of an update on some of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Regular life stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to talk about why it's important that we take these little retreats, why we rest. Every now and again, yeah. my friend Jason would say a week just means seven no matter what. So if you say 77 weeks, which really mean is 77 years times seven. Okay. One time. That's <laughs> not confusing. No, at all. I, know. I, know. I was like, wait, what? No, he, he made and it a lot more clear. And for I me. can't math, but. So, okay. Um, Zach, do you want to pray? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Father, I just thank you so much that you um, allow us rest and time to chill and time to um, just be with you, be still in your presence and. Um, just to rest and recharge. Um, thank you for those times that you called us to take. I pray that our listeners would um, feel like they should allow themselves a little bit of a break, um, whether it be something they really need this week or uh, just a rhythm that they need to get into. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just speak through us and um, that our podcast would speak well of you, would honor you and lift you up. It's in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Nice prayer, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> so, again, you and I. Yep. We're going to try and get all the guests that we want to get on here, but uh, we hope you guys are cool with just chilling with us today as we get back to some yeah. of those fun discussions. We're starting a two-parter. At least that's how we think this is going to go. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we're, uh, we're, we're occasionally going to we're gonna break it up into two episodes or three episodes, depending on how yeah. we feel like the subject matter can be kind of taken a little bit yeah so there you go yeah so i don't know about you but um these past few weeks where kara and i have been traveling have been a much needed rest and retreat for us Mm -hmm. um it was kind of stressful putting it together um just because we had 10 days so we really wanted to kind of capitalize on it and see a bunch of the state of colorado which was where we went Right. Um, so we made plans to um, fly out there and then drive around the Rockies. Boom. Some. So we went to like several different places. We even went down to Santa Fe, New Mexico. We stayed in a yurt. Oh, yeah. He's so that was like that. straight up camping. Um, that was so awesome. Sounding. New Mexico was cold. Um, it's down there, like down south. Yeah, you'd think the, close to the border of Mexico. The itself. equator getting closer to that would yeah. make it warmer. No, um, not so when you have a desert um, at night, it actually gets freezing. Oh, yeah. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were we were just a little bit chilly. The heater apparently was out in the yurt. So we um, had these like space heaters that the people got for us. Um, but, you know, still good. Still a great trip. We did a ton of hiking. Um and it was just great to be out in God's creation. And so um, oh, yeah. that was really kind of what reminded me like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be taking these little breaks every now and then just to kind of like get out and get away. Those little retreats are so important. Um, I agree. I, I've never been to Colorado, but I've been dying to like plan a time to go like a trip yeah. because me and Jessica are enamored with the 
uh, like the landscape of it. Yeah. <laughs> and all the times you've went and you've sent us pictures, it looks really neat. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. If you haven't seen the Rockies. And then, of course, New Mexico as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's even different, um, you know, because there's, there's straight up desert, like Death Valley Desert. And right. then there's Rocky Mountains, which are snow capped and mm-hmm. jagged and really crazy looking. Um, the part of New Mexico, like Santa Fe that we were in is kind of like, it's like an in-between. It's sort of mountainous and kind of desert. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different. So, um, before we get into anything deeper, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about my trip. Yeah. Um, we went to Branson, Missouri, uh, hashtag brand mo brand mo because of Branson, Missouri. Yeah. Um, I, I might just say hashtags this whole episode because it's so dumb to say that. But uh, no, I uh, I mean, hashtags could help our podcast out. So I don't know how that works for all of you guys listening. I do only the Facebook stuff and Zach handles Twitter and Instagram. So hopefully uh, that bears good fruit and hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, but I have no idea what's going on with Twitter and Instagram. So hashtag away, Zach. But um I'll just say my trip was really great. Uh, a few things that I noticed on my trip is that it really hit me. Like one thing about trips, I think, and one thing about like n- not working is that it's not the, it's not necessarily like the night or the, the morning when you first get up and realize you don't have to yeah. go anywhere. It's more like the, the whole like cycle of that going like, all right, I'm getting up. I'm going to do stuff. And then at the end of the evening being like, I don't have to go to bed early. Yeah. And then not I have having no to responsibilities set tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I have things I want to see. I don't um, have to set an alarm. And then you yeah. wake up in the morning and you don't immediately have to rush out of bed and get stuff started. And yeah. that's, it's like, uh, it, it, that, that really hit us like on, cause we went on labor day, like weekend, but then that was when we first started the trip. Yeah. But then we did the whole week leading up to the next, uh, week at, and it was crazy, like, because, you know, like, Monday morning came, and we were like, uh-huh. But then it was really, like, like transition to Tuesday morning, where we knew, like, we could stay up super yeah. late. We were like, oh, man. <laughs> like, wow, that feels yeah, nice. Yeah, And just does. not having things to, um, not having things to think about, I guess, yeah. like, for the next day. But, um, but yeah, as far as, like, things that we did in Branson, we saw an amazing musical. We saw Samson uh, at the Sight and Sound Theater. Anybody who is a Christian, anybody who's not a Christian... Far and away, like the best. If you're just into show, musicals, like even. the best show I've seen. Yeah. I'm not even talking. I'm I'm saying like best experience I've ever had yeah. seeing something entertaining. Oh wow! It was that. So good. it was like a super awesome live experience. So so good. Anybody yeah. who is in that area, anybody who wants to take a trip and see them, I think they're they're only going to be showing Samson for a little while longer. But man, was it good! And that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So we did that. We um. Uh, we had on our anniversary, we did like a romantic dinner at this place called the Keter Center. And it was like at the at a college. Oh, yeah. It was your guys's anniversary, too, because mm-hmm. you you guys went a week after we had already left. And it was your guys because our anniversary was the week before your guys. It's um, it works out good for the podcast because yeah. we can switch in. And yeah. Out. <laughs> well, it was awesome because um, <clears throat> our anniversary dinner was this place that Kara found on like TripAdvisor. Yeah. And it was called the Rabbit Hole. Ooh. And so you just go um, downtown Colorado Springs and there's uh, just kind of this little door with steps going down. It's just in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah. It says rabbit hole. 
and you go down there to the bottom and it's this weird, like, it looks like an old wine cellar. Mm-hmm. There's like cobblestone walls and stuff. Right. And all the tables are like back in all these different like little nooks and crannies. So, so it feels like a, like a, a it was of the kind of half fantasy, half historical. It was. Yeah. yeah. It had all this like, out, like there were all these like bookshelves and stuff. So it was almost like Alice in Wonderland themed, like straight awesome. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Or as I like to think of it, it was kind of like a hobbit hole. <laughs> so felt like home to us. And that that means comfort <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the, yeah. this Keter Center place was like in a college or yeah. if you can think about like Bria has like the Boone Tavern. Yeah. It was oh, okay. sort of kind of like that, but it was weird. Like we pulled up and it was called College of the Ozarks and we rolled oh, in there. Yeah. And so we we had a great experience and uh, the two there was like a waitress and then like the person studying with her, like learning how to do the job. Oh, cool. But they were dressed up in those like chefs, like white. Oh, wow. Shirt things. And they were very professional. And uh, it was felt- it like the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, the pirate. Yeah, shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sort of kind of like that. You know, like. Sort of like the soup Nazi guy has. He's like the, you know, that little <laughs> folded over thing oh, with the okay. buttons on actual it. chef. Yeah. An actual wow. chef thing. So, um, essentially they were super nice. They were Christian. Like everywhere yeah. we went, it was like a Christian thing. And it was funny cause we went there and I'm not saying we didn't want Christian stuff. It's just, we didn't expect as much as we got. So we did that. Um, and it was a re- very romantic dinner. We got, uh, uh, kind of like they, apparently in the College of the Ozarks, they grow like a lot of agricultural animals like yeah. right on the campus and then use them for that restaurant, which oh, I was cool. like, oh, that's neat. So farm fresh stuff. Yeah. So I'd like yeah. steak. And, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So um, but yeah. So uh, let me see what else we we rented ca- a two person kayak the oh, day before awesome. we left and we yeah. went out on this lake, ta- lake uh, Table Rock Lake or something like that. Yeah. And then um, uh, we went hiking. I got bit by a black widow spider and got bad exhaustion. <laughs> that was like a rough day. <laughs> I saw that on Facebook. You were asking, um, does anyone what is know that? what this bite is? What is this thing on my leg? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, that's a spider bite, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, is it supposed to keep, is it supposed to go down after a week of being really puffy and red? Because it's not. Is it supposed to get better? <laughs> what if I pick at it? Does that make it better? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, just like you, man, it was like yeah. a great trip. It was a very... It was relaxing. I mean, we also went to uh, we went to a cave. There was a lot of stuff that we did, but it was ultimately yeah. like super duper fun. Rest and relaxation. I like that you sure. guys just like every step of the way in your trip, you were like taking pictures and posting. Yeah, so I cool. found um, I found a card reader that my phone could plug into. Oh, nice! Because I knew that we were just going to take a ton of pictures, mm-hmm. so I wanted to not lose track of them. So I'm like, I'm just going to post every night instead of posting like. 5,000 pictures at the end of the trip. So yeah, I'm um, way less organized than you. I just dump them all into a folder and call (laughs) it like phone pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it helped that. So I don't know. I don't even know if I told you this, but I have some old lenses that, um, used to be my dad's and some that used to be Kara's dad's. Oh, cool. And they were like old, like Nikon and Canon like lenses. Yeah. I actually found a converter. So it works with our old, like Sony next camera. Oh, fun. Yeah. They, they don't all work like completely great. Like, um, the telephoto lens, like you can't get it. It seems like no matter what I do, I can't get it completely sharp. Okay. Um, but it's really neat. These old, like, I don't know, like sixties and seventies mm. lenses. Yeah. And they're plugging into this newer camera. So I should show you that. Nice. Yeah, you yeah. should. I, 
Uh, for all of our people listening that don't know this, me and Zach have had a long history of trying to do stuff. Oh yeah, together. we've always done videos and things. and even before we yep. uh, did the podcast, before we were even uh, technically right around the time that we first met, we started doing like videos and yeah. stuff. And then eventually we tried to get a business going, and for like a year or two, we did pretty well. Yeah, we bought a nice Sony camera. But now what's funny is that like at the time when we bought that camera, it might have been like just. It would have been like relatively extravagant, but nothing like too crazy. But now what that Sony camera can do, like a phone could like. I know. Yeah. My phone actually does a higher resolution, but it just doesn't have the right lenses, (laughs) you know? And it's just funny how that, how that works. Like, I wonder what other things will just get like, like the phone technology will take care of the profession of it. Yeah. The world just keeps on moving and does not rest. Oh Yeah. So, okay, um, so we, we talked about our trips. That uh, You have another thing here. What are we excited yeah. about for the summer here? Yeah, um, we could go more into this later, but um, basically the biggest news for me is that I get to start an internship, and I did Ooh. start it today. Ooh. So, are you doing it? There you go. <laughs> yeah, right, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, um, so I get to work with Asbury Seminary, the chapel office, and get to work with worship leaders, and it's going to be great. That sounds pretty awesome. (sighs) I wish I had as good a news. We just have carpet beetles in our car. Oh, gosh. It's our only new news. But uh, as far as things I'm excited for for the summer, there are some cool things that I feel like the podcast is going to get involved with. Yeah, definitely. Um, as soon as school starts back up, me and Zach are going to hit that campus pretty hard. We're going to like start mm-hmm. doing maybe some live shows. So that'll be a lot of fun. Maybe change get- my mind. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to debate with anybody. I would rather show them yeah. love, not define the right. word. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as the song says that we wrote. <laughs> but uh no, but uh, it would be fun to get out there and uh, play some worship music and like ask people some cool questions, maybe yeah. just that are yeah, passing by cool. on campus. Find out uh, maybe how the college perspective plays into kind of like some of these um, interesting philosophical Christian uh, topics that we discuss. On it'd here. be interesting to hear from people. We heard from youth a while back, and so it'd be cool to bring the college perspective in too. It'll be it'll yeah. be maybe a tough or cringy thing, but we should ask non-Christians the question, what's one thing you would change about the church? <laughs> but I think well, that would cause some issues, but maybe it would be interesting to see how, We've done it before, so yeah. we could see what happens. Like uh colleges college is for me a very like scary thing these yeah. days because of like uh you know, the kind of the way our new generation coming up is is uh, handling like the way that we look at church, the way that we look at everything, politics. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I'm, I'm excited for the future of the podcast and um, and just what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So there you go. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome, Zach. Yep. So. But we have to remember to take Sabbaths. We do have to remember yeah. to take Sabbaths. To Sabbath well. Why, Zach? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, for no other reason, um, God did command it. Did he? Yeah. (laughs) Did he command it in Genesis 2, which I can look up if everybody wants to see? Yeah, you should look up Genesis 2. All right. Um, Speaking of Genesis and the Old Testament. Oh, you have the Vox Dei right here. I'll just read it in this. The voice of God. That's right. Vox Dei. Yeah. so I just recently learned um, that the Hebrew word for rest 
and the Hebrew word for seven are a very similar word. Okay. Rest is Shabbat, Mm -hmm. or as we say, Sabbath. Um, The word for seven is Shabbat. So um, it's almost like God worked a pun into the scripture when he said on the seventh day he rested. In Genesis 2, starting yeah. in verse 1 and going to 3, he says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, he rested from all the work mm-hmm. of creating that he had done. So, Well, he's setting the example there, isn't he? I mean... If God needs to take a break, think about this. God, as as everybody who understands the idea, even if you're not a Christian, if you understand the idea of God, yeah. he is all-powerful. Right. Yet he took a break. He doesn't need to take a break. He just chose to. And guess what? We're human beings with, like, crinkling bones yeah. and, like, worn-out muscles. We're and, meant to take a break. <laughs> and with tired eyes and yeah. uh, worn-out brains from thinking and stuff and we need those breaks right much more than god but he even took one so there you go there's a little springboard there yeah 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 and i mean (sighs) it's one of the ten commandments right to honor the sabbath day wait 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 (laughs) you're saying not only did he say it in genesis but he said it in the commandments too gosh (laughs) for those uninitiated yes he did (laughs) wait a minute this seems important (laughs) So why do you, let me ask you this, Zach, why do you think um, we get so tied up? I'm talking Christians as well, but why do you think Christians get so, or or people in general get so bogged down with everything that they don't think to take breaks? Yeah. Well, I think that is, I don't know. I mean, there's probably multiple reasons. I would say that one is definitely that we are human and we don't have a very good understanding of our own limitations at times. Yeah. Um, I mean, even for me, I get into this thing where I'm like, um, valuing how well I've done that week based on how much I've gotten done. Um, right. And we're not really meant to do that all the time. It can really cause burnout, which is something that we'll talk about in part two. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it's a good idea to, to focus this one on Sabbath, but, um, and I think that we can also get bogged down, um, frankly because of the enemy oh yeah i mean who would rather see us bogged down with work so much that we're distracted from taking time to be with the lord right yeah well like um jessica and i realized something when we got back from that trip which is why i'm glad we talked about the trip and that is that like as soon as i got back i settled back like first day home from work i settled back into that that guy that I don't like to be yeah, who's almost like half there, half like asleep, Mm. half like zoned out. Like I'm like halfway engaged with my wife when we're having conversations because I'm tired and, and and I've got like, I've got to worry about all the stuff I need to get done. And, and, and it's, and it's funny because you, like you said, you get so busy. um, It turns out that like, you start like losing who you are. Well, that takes your, like you said it best, the, your presence. Yeah. It takes your presence away from the things that you need to be focused on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like he says in that, um, like what Zach was just talking about in the, uh, 
Ten Commandments here, it reads, and this is in the Vox Dei. It says, yeah, that's just the NIV with a cool cover. I just way. think that it's cool that it says, <laughs> I, I want to say it like that. Is that okay? It would be really annoying, I know. But remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Yep. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. We do, trust me. Yeah. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your manservant or your maidservant, nor your animals. Wait a minute. Taking your dog to the park, though. I mean, <laughs> nor Does that really work, though, <laughs> nor the alien within your gates. OK, now, Zach, you, you're bringing E.T. into it. You went to New Mexico. That's kind of uh, near Nevada. <laughs> oh, and they have. Yeah, they have Roswell, New uh-huh. Mexico. That's right. Yep. Uh, that area 51 where they were keeping the Independence Day um, aliens <laughs> that Will Smith punched in the face and said, welcome, welcome to Earth. To Earth. <laughs> And Data comes up to... uh, That was Data. (laughs) Data comes up to Lone Star and tells him the Fresh Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. Yeah. Please, if anybody got all three of those references, please comment and let us know. Please have an Independence Day headcanon where um, it really is just the Fresh Prince and the... The president is Lone Star. We're never going to get with data, the scientists. But uh, even aliens at your gates, animals, manservant, maidservants, all this stuff. Yeah. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he restored. He rested. Excuse me. He rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. Right. So that's number two. Already mm. like a bunch of times in the Bible, we've talked about the Sabbath being important. Right. So at what point did it stop being important, Zach? At what point did it stop being important? You tell me, Mr. <laughs> Seminary Major. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably stopped being important um, as soon as people walked away from the Lord. Sure. I mean, yeah, if that's one of the things that God kind of designed us to do to like take a break every seven days. I'm sure that pretty much as soon as sin entered the picture and people were not wanting to follow God's ways, Genesis three, you know, and yeah, even since then, well, like I can't, I, I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around some of the, the people that I can consider like taking the Sabbath day off, like not doing anything. For example, when the people in Egypt led by Moses out into like the desert for 40 years. Yeah. I wonder if like every seventh day they're like, we're not walking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put your stuff down. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, that gets into like, what is, what does scripture mean by taking a Sabbath? Yeah. I got some stuff in Luke we can read in a little bit, but, uh, but basically there were Pharisees who came along later and Mm -hmm. they put all these rules to the Sabbath and, um, they were following specific things in Leviticus to the letter that they were written and they were making it about the rules, not about the heart. Right. And so Jesus clearly had an issue with that while at the same time affirming, um, that we need this rest every seven days. So the Sabbath is for us to rest. So if you're making it a legalistic kind of thing and you're saying like, Oh no, we, we don't, we don't get up on Sunday. We, uh, we have to, I mean, if your house is burning down, you can, you're not just going to be like, yeah, sorry. 
We'll see. I can't get up and walk on the Sabbath. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm sorry that I'm just rattling off scripture, but we're go, I'm going through it for a reason. So I wanted to read the uh, Exodus um, 31, uh-huh. where God tells Moses about the Sabbath and why it's important, and why uh, this kind of like scares uh-huh. people. Okay. Later, like the Pharisees, like are very like adamant about you know the way yeah. that it is worded to Moses. Um, <laughs> he said to Moses. Uh, Say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come. So you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Yeah. Whoever does any work (laughs) on that day must be cut off from his people. For six days, work is to be done. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day must be put to death. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for generations to come as a lasting covenant. So that's that's why right. that covenant is such a big deal all the way through Judea, yeah. through the God's people. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. On the seventh day he abstained from work and rested. When the Lord finished speaking to Moses at Mount Sinai, he gave him two tablets. We know the... Uh, yeah, inscribed with the finger of God. So yeah. what's funny is that's like the last thing he says to him, and it's like a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And he says like, for six days you will work. On the seventh day you will not work. Right. Now, the tough part about that is what does work mean? Yeah. See, now what's funny is to you and I, picking up a guitar and playing yeah. at our house while we're chilled out on the couch doesn't work. Yeah. You know, that's a... That's an interesting point because there are times where picking up a guitar and playing does equal work. It depends on where it's being played. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think, I think that if it's a paid gig or um, a worship uh, outing that I'm supposed to be planning or leading something that I've put, uh, you know, work into um, that I have responsibilities for that is work. Um, but if I'm sitting at the house and I'm just, uh, you know, learning some new song that I want to learn and just chilling out and playing whatever comes to mind, um, it's the same exact physical action, but it's not work. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what's funny is I, I almost wonder if that, like, I mean, I think that, and, and, and I, there, I'm sure there's some scriptural basis for this, but, uh, yeah. this is kind of a, uh, very like intricate, like idea that I'm having, but, uh, the idea that work is subjective. Yeah. And it, it almost seems like if that's the case, if work is subjective, then God is telling us to like, let ourselves have a break. Yeah. It's not like a certain type of action that denotes work. Yeah. But like at the same time, God is God. And so just like with a lot of things that we've talked about in this podcast, it's really more about where your heart is with God about it. Yeah. Like if you go to God and you say, God, I will pray with, I will pray with Jessica when I get a chance. I right now I have to like run out and do this thing. God, God might be like, you need a break. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You need to come to me and just chill and pray. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think that's right. It's about the heart. I mean, what are you, when are you sitting and letting um, letting God speak to your heart and like treat your heart yeah. if you're always working, always going? 
That's a that's a yeah. big thing for me too, and that's that's part of why I thought um, it was interesting that we we saw a lot of like the God in like what we were doing in Branson. Yeah, it was very it was very weird because for a time we were so bogged down with everything that it almost felt like talking to God was like a foggy thing. Yeah, because we had all these different things to worry about, and it's funny when you like pray at dinner and you just like unload all of your junk and you give it yeah. to God. It's almost like you're dwelling on the junk, not on God yeah. in that moment. And so when we got on the trip and we finally got some sleep, we realized that God was still there in, in our, on our break. Yeah. That like he was the Samson musical. He was the Christian girls. Like we went uh, hiking and then we went by the lake and we just jumped in the water and a guy and his wife showed up and the guy was a pastor and he had this like crazy ministry of like adopting a bunch of kids. Yeah. And I was just like, God's everywhere on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica's like, yeah. probably... God telling us we need to move here because it's so awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we'll yeah. see. But, yeah. uh, but we felt we felt the same way too. Um, especially on the days that we had the best weather, um, where we were able to get out and hike. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, um, I haven't told everybody this, but um, we took some of my dad's ashes out there. Oh. Yeah, because there were a few places that he said he wanted um, some of his ashes spread before he passed away. And <laughs> I think knowing my dad, he was probably just wanting us to try and get out there and take a trip. <laughs> so my sister and her husband, um, they got out there two years ago and I hadn't been since before my dad died. And Kara had never been to Colorado at all. Oh, so sick. it was just a nice trip to to go. And we went and we kind of reminisced about all these places that that my dad used to love. You never you told know? me that about that trip. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So like we it was definitely a God thing the day that we hiked um, back in our old hometown where I used to live. Mm-hmm. We went up and hiked to there's this reservoir trail in Palmer Lake. Yeah. And so we got to go up to the higher like mountain lake up there and spread some of his ashes. And so very cool. It was, it was a way for God to kind of connect with us. And for me, it was, um, it was kind of a big closure thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's weird that you say that. Cause I actually, <laughs> I had my dad's ashes forever and they had never been spread. They were inside this yeah. like, clock. And my mom was like, yeah. you know, he's, he's not in those ashes anymore. Yeah. Do with them kind of as you will. And so I ended up taking the trip down to Florida to all of his family and, and, Oh yeah. You know, but that's a different story, but yeah, but that's cool that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure both in that act, but also in the creation that you saw with the nice weather. Yeah. Felt like you're probably pretty close. Yeah. It was just, um, it was just one of those times where (laughs) nature kind of cleanses your soul. Oh yeah. God working through it. And, oh yeah. uh, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but you need to go and do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so like getting, getting back to that, like yeah. point, just this idea that like, you know, when we say Sabbath, we don't mean break from God. Yeah. But what's tough is that when you're working in ministry as me and Zach have and are, um, yeah, the, on Sunday is like your busiest day. Yeah, Sunday becomes the work day, especially when you're on staff. <laughs> so what do you do with yeah, that, right? Yeah, that's that's a good question. That's one that I'm still really wrestling with. We we kind of wrote that down on there, yeah. and, and that's like a big question. Yeah, I've heard a lot of answers about how do you um, Sabbath well if you are working in ministry? How do pastors get their Sabbath in? And I think um, everybody's kind of different. 
Um, and I've seen a lot of different strategies <laughs> that people take right. uh, to try and get their Sabbath in. Um, but I just don't know if I'm really satisfied with anything that I've heard or tried <laughs> on that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's tough because uh, I mean, uh, uh, for most, uh, I would say for most Christians, uh, but for a lot of believers um, who believe in the Sabbath, they they say, you know, it's that specific day. It's for a lot of Christians, it's either Saturday right. or Sunday. So the thinking, I think, in modern Christianity is this. Um, God told me to honor the Sabbath day and make it holy. So what that means is I need to make um, Sunday all about church and I need to serve my church and do all this stuff for church, which obviously right. the church has to do this, this, and this, and this, 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 and this. Right. <laughs> Well, what's tough, what's tough is like hearing people like, I mean, not, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about myself as well. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like judge, but for a lot of people, they get up on Sunday and they're like, ugh, like, yeah. I have to go to church and, and, and sing and, and I've been there. Yeah. And and that's just when the people that are coming to church. If you're yeah. in ministry and you're the one playing in church yeah. or you're, you're the worship leader like me and Zach have been, or you're a pastor even, or, um, Go, you know, that is your job, you yeah. know, so it feels like you're not taking a break. Yeah. So how do you reconcile that? Yeah. So Tough I've question. seen, I've seen other pastors, um, they'll say Friday is my Sabbath and, you know, I'm not doing any work, just hanging out with my family cause they're all off on Friday or whatever. I think that works pretty well. Just depends on like, if you're blessed with the ability to do that, yeah. you know, if you have some time where your family is also off that you're off. Some people aren't that lucky. Um, I've seen, I've heard a story about a pastor that goes and plays golf every week. Yeah. You know, and he's got to just have, he can't really take like a whole day. So he's got his little mini retreats <laughs> that happen during the week. A lot of people are kind of in that sort of rhythm. I just, I feel like maybe a better way to approach it would be to ask why, is Sunday burning people out in the first place? Why is it? Why does it have to be that hard? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in like a, I mean, and I'm not trying to get, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get into it like a big yeah. thing about like overgeneralizing, but I think society as a whole, and I'm talking every country, not just America has this mentality of, um, you get up, you go to work, you make your money, you go home, you eat dinner, you go to sleep and you do it yeah. again. Right. Yeah. And so what's tough is getting to that point where Friday comes you go, thank goodness. I, w I am so tired of work. And for some people they work all every day. Yeah. You have factory jobs or uh, some people work uh, as nursing, you know, they just work through the weekend. And so w when you finally get your day off, whatever day that is, the last thing you want to do is go like you might just want to sit at the house, but yeah. a lot of people watch football on Sunday because yeah, know, especially in the fall. And so the, the problem is, is that somehow along the way we have associated like work and stress in some regard with church on Sunday, which is yeah. not good. We've well think about it. If we're making church, a consumer product. Yeah. Which that's how we're thinking of church these days. Oh yeah. It's going to be a consumer product. That's going to take work like economic work yeah. to put together. Right. 
I think it's just all our, and I'm not, you know, I'm not some anti-capitalist, but I think that's, I think we're bringing a lot of the capitalistic ideas kind of into church. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, um, I mean, if, if you're working for a church, you're going to be concerned about, um, getting people in and like, um, making sure people feel welcome. And you basically, you're kind of making a product for people to consume and then think about whether they want to come back and get more of your product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're buying the, the sermon, you're buying the atmosphere in some regards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but I just, I don't know how to reconcile all that because I know that I want to do worship with excellence. Absolutely. You know, I want to put work into, um, if I'm leading worship or whatever, you know, I, I want to do that to the best of my ability. Um, but I, I don't want to make it like this packaged product well, um, that I'm trying to sell to people. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to like, just talk about how great the church I'm going to is. And I know we've had a lot of guests from the, uh, from my church on there on here on the podcast. But, um, one thing that I've noticed is that a smaller, like close knit community church that doesn't have these expectations of like big production. Yeah feels to me more like a break and a meeting with God. Right. uh, So like when I come there and I play music, I just grab the guitar, pull it out and they all just go, you know, let's just play. So you don't have to send the lyrics to the person running PowerPoints (laughs) and you don't have to um, (laughs) plug into the soundboard and do sound check and all that. I don't think Daniel who uh, my friend, Daniel Sulfridge, who we should get on the show sometime. Uh, I don't think he would appreciate going back to this like laptop thing that he had to do for yeah, years. Yeah. He's like, I didn't even really know how to do it. People just made me do it. But it's like nobody knows how to do it. But it's y- just it, a secret. It feels really nice <laughs> to come with my guitar, sit down on a couch yeah. next to my wife, and they just go, just tell us what song you're doing. We'll look it up on our phone. Yeah. And they just Google the lyrics. Yeah. And it's great. And yeah. I just go, all right, let's do. Uh, you know, whatever, let's do blessed assurance. Let's do this song. That's maybe technology. This is kind of a big side point, but maybe technology has come to a place where we can get back to more of the simple days of church. Yeah. Because for a while there, the internet was this new thing and we would use, um, the internet to find like lyrics and chord sheets and stuff. Right. You had to get on your computer to go find it. So you had to find a way to like project words onto the screen. Yeah. Which, Um, like if you know anything about song select or, um, or like any of the rules with like copyright, when you bought a hymnal, all the copyright was right there. Mm -hmm. Um, so you had your license already. I wonder if there'll be a time in church when every pew will be stuffed with like three or four tablets. Maybe. <laughs> that just have the yeah. hymnal on them. Yeah, because if you have a tablet full of um, words, that's basically like the hymnal. But no, so like it's a big, <laughs> apparently it's a big deal to recreate lyrics and, and put them on the screen. But right. I don't know if there's any rules about looking it up on your phone. How could there be? It's on on there. But you have just given an example. You have already like uh, taken just the idea of like people trying to sing the song together, knowing the lyrics. And it's already very convoluted. It's very complicated complicated because of like laws even. Yeah. (laughs) And that's again, pulling in like just how our society works. And again, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm bashing modern (laughs) church. I really am not. But I'm just saying that there is a inherent thing with the, uh, the way that we look at church on Sunday being like work. Uh, and yeah. being like something that almost seems grading on you. Like, uh, maybe we can skip this Sunday. It I don't can be. feel like doing this. And I think there's probably ways to set it up throughout the week. Maybe 
oh, to where course. it's easy to come in Sunday. But yeah. there's always going to be things that come up on Sunday. And I just I want to try to push back against that. Yeah. <laughs> so that I will say, too, especially for um, introverted. I'm an extrovert, obviously. Yeah. But uh, an introverted person. I've been told this by my wife and by Chrissy Duncan and a few other people that like when you go to church, it's like a social thing. too. It can be draining. And it can be really yeah. draining for people who are who are a little more introverted. Right. And then, you know, the um, the small groups and things uh, yeah. uh, church is very community oriented. And I think it should be. Yeah. But at the same time, like and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, that can be another factor in why people feel like it's work. Yeah. To like go and talk. It's to definitely someone. work for people who are more introverted. They don't draw their energy from it. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but for, I think either way, like we should de-emphasize the responsibilities that you I have agree. to have and emphasize the fact that we're just coming together to worship the Lord. If things aren't perfect, like maybe that's maybe it's on us to look past it. <laughs> Because church doesn't have to be a consumer product. Yeah. It that needs to be super polished and everything. It needs to be. Well, I mean, yeah, it needs to be more of a. Uh, how can I put it? We need to. There needs to be a way that we can figure out to get everybody involved in church, the pastor, the worship team, all that to come and just feel this like release yeah. of stress and like relinquishing yeah. of control and just come and sit and like and enjoy the presence of God. Yeah. And, and, and really learn, you know, and, and uh, it's funny because when you think about like the scripture and like what we were, I was about to read some Luke, but I'll just tell you about the, you know, the many times that Jesus gave these like sermons and stuff, most of the people were just following them around and then would just like sit and chill out and yeah. like, listen to him. And they didn't really need to engage other than that. Yeah. And then afterwards they'd go back to the town and get back to their like, stuff they were doing. So for them, it truly was like a break. Yeah. yeah. It's like, go and take a seat or you like, like, or they would go and like sit in the temples and the rafters and just like chill out and listen. Yeah. Be like going and hang it out at your favorite, like, uh, you know, lunch restaurant. And then just like hearing a, like a pastor up there, yeah. you know, it, it felt probably more like that to yeah. them because they had food and they just had like yeah. a place to chill out. But ours is like, uh, like you said, there's so much going on. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, Anyway, it's it's a tough uh, yeah. question to answer. We don't actually. I don't think me, me or Zach have a very good answer yeah. for this question. I will say there. I I experienced an example of this done really well recently. Um, so at Asbury we do a night of praise. Um, yeah. a couple times a semester, and um, this all kind of happened behind the scenes without my knowledge. But like the community had gone through some stuff in the, during the spring semester. Yeah. We actually had a student, um, Aaron who passed away on Easter weekend. And there was this night of praise that was planned a couple weeks after that. Yeah. And apparently a bunch of the people who kind of, it's their job to like look after the community and kind of figure out what the community needs. Right. Um, they were throwing together this night of praise and they were like, yeah, we could do our normal thing where we get a band together and practice for these long hours and um, right. and put on this sh- almost kind of not a show, but a more produced yeah. worship experience. Yeah, exactly. We could do that. We do that all the time. But what if we did something kind of like the ancient church did and we had what's called a love feast? Oh, we yeah. just had this big potluck and, you know, Zach and whoever could lead some acoustic songs 
and not put too much stress on the night itself. It's just a night to kind of hang out. And so like, I really kind of respected them for changing the plans that they had made. And they said, we're going to cancel this big gig thing that we were working on. And we're going to make it very simple. We're just going to cater some sunnies and we're going to have people come and just eat. Cause we just want people to, to, to really relax and, and, yeah. and just enjoy fellowship and enjoy God's presence. I think so. everyone really needed it. So yeah. I think, I think that's what we should be more about. We should be more focused on like asking God, what is it that, that people need? Like, how do you want to reach us this time? As yeah. opposed to having our own agendas to, you know, um, make this, whatever, <laughs> this solid package, whatever we define worship as. Yeah this experience that we have to put all the pressure on us to make. Well, speaking to that a little bit, um, this idea that like you can't. So like we talked earlier about how like work is different for different people. Yeah. And about how, um, what God really wants is that, that in your heart to really take that break. It's not, yeah, it's not about a specific thing. And so in, uh, Luke chapter six, Jesus talks about the Sabbath quite a bit because the Pharisees are giving him heck about it. Yeah. Teachers of the law. And uh, so it says in chapter six, verse one of Luke, it says one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, which how much mm-hmm. work does that take? Probably maybe a little, but not like that much rub them into their hands and eat their kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? It's not even gluten-free. I know. You would never eat gluten on the (laughs) Sabbath. You know that. Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? Yeah. He entered the house of God and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. That's right. On other another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. Mm-hmm. Now, this one's particularly interesting. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they were, like, out to get him. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the <laughs> Sabbath. It's like, you better not heal, or we're going to get you. It's like, oh, my goodness. Jesus knew what they were thinking, of course, and said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil or to save or to destroy? Yeah. He looked all at all around at all of them and then said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so. And his hand was completely restored, but they were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. And so what's hilarious about that is that Jesus isn't really doing a whole lot. He is just there like doing essentially what might be, uh, you know, that's just natural to what he does. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. He's, he, I'm talking about Jesus, the the yeah. man, yeah, is 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 kind of resting <laughs> in a way, but like, yeah, because I mean, obviously, there's times when he's healed so much that he's like strained, yeah, but it seemed like it was so effortless for him to do that, right? Yeah, and he also says the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. It's like yeah. you're gonna tell me what to do on the Sabbath. Yeah, it's his day. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and once again, it's the Pharisees completely misreading what they're supposed to do. They look at the commandment about the Sabbath, and they're like, this is about a rule that we have to follow. Right. And we have to get it right. It's all, again, (laughs) once again, it's all on us. Yeah, to get right. It right. We have to do this performance thing to understand, you yeah. know, to use yeah. these certain things. And so uh, what me and Zach had mentioned earlier is that, like, it's what does rest look like for you? What does what yeah. does resting in the Lord look like? And and for me and Zach, a lot of times um, this podcast isn't all that yeah. straining. I mean, we get together and it's more right. like we a community time. So it's really nice because it it is yeah. work, but it does feel like a break from just regular work. Um, but, uh, okay. Very rarely am I stressed about this podcast, which is nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of times me, we, me and Zach just get to be ourselves and it's great. And so I'll just continue this last thing from later on in Luke when he has to like address the Pharisees again Yeah. on one Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of the, of a prominent Pharisee, this is uh, Luke 14 verse one, by the way, he was being carefully watched. (laughs) So stupid. There in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy, which I actually don't know what that is. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law if it is lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not, because he already had this thing with them earlier. But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him away. Then he asked them, if one of you has a son or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, Will you not immediately pull him out? And they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. Well, we know the parable, but I'm just uh, what I'm what I'm addressing is this idea that, well, you know what? Should I read it? Should I read the parable? I'm not sure which one it is. When someone invites you into a wedding feast, you do not take place of honor for a person is more distinguished than anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is that particular parable exactly covers the, but idea. his, his response is the, yeah. is the key thing. There. So my whole, yeah. my whole point with his response there is like, he says, if your son falls in a well, aren't you going to yeah. go and save your son? God is not going to punish you for yeah. doing something that takes priority. But what he yeah. is, but what he is trying to tell the people like his people is that you need to set apart time to rest. Yeah. You need to do it. And it is not, it, like everything, everything that he has commanded of his people, I, I don't know if even today people understand this, but every single thing he commanded is for the good of his people. Yeah. Like it has, like he would never say, um, everybody needs to jump off a cliff because yeah. it is holy for the Lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's right. just, uh, these are things that are like, they're, they're for the building up of his kingdom, yeah. but also for the betterment of his children. And so, right. This Sabbath day thing is... It's something that we are designed to need. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about... I mean, I don't know exactly where, like, the seven-day week came from, but it's, like, all these different cultures, like, agreed on it. Even outside of, like, the Hebrew religion. The calendar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're still doing these seven-day weeks just based on, like, nature, you know? That's just the natural rhythm of things. Um, you need a day off about every seven days. Everybody's different, but that's what the human about seven, every seven weeks. That's what the human (laughs) needs apparently. (laughs) So, but yeah, so, uh, final, final words, Zach, why is the, why is keeping the Sabbath important? Well, because God commanded it. 
he set the example um and because it is what we need yeah. i mean there's just no other way around it you're not going to be any good if you just keep going without a break right it's true yeah mm-hmm. and you should be intentional about it too um so the reason like actually, why actually don't be don't be uh whimsical about whether or not you're going to be like oh maybe I'll take, I'll take a, a break, break maybe if I finish all my work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God says you're you're going to take a break every 7 days. Do it. <laughs> so Zach plan it. <laughs> Zach uh ask me and and, yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you. Okay, so why is the Sabbath important to you? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to take a I'm break. I'm sorry. That was really blasphemous. No, it, it is. <laughs> it's like, I can I can sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> What's that thing from Roadhouse? <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody I'll, says that. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. And so. Uh, You're such a hard worker. <laughs> You'll be worn out within like two months. So um, I think it's important to exactly for, you know, echoing all the stuff you said, uh, uh, definitely because God commanded it. But I think. I think like you said, we're, we're ingrained with, with, we just don't have enough energy. Like we're not right. built that way. Yeah. We are not machines that can just keep going. And, um, there is something to be said too about silent reflection there. I mean, there are plenty of other reasons to take a break besides yeah. just not having energy, like, yeah. uh, silently meeting with God in like a quiet place and, um, just kind of getting that. Yeah. God made us to rest. I mean, um, if, if you study like sleep, you know, like oh, scientists don't really understand like why we need to sleep yeah. a certain amount of hours, uh-huh. but we do. Our brain does some kind of recovery thing that we don't we don't quite sleep. grasp. Sleep is so important, and and it's like the yeah. least prioritized thing it's in, just, in America and everywhere. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just it's just a thing that like if you're not a Christian, you would say like nature intended it, right? But obviously for us, we're like God intended it. Yeah. You know, but it's like a thing. It's it's a it's a natural rhythm that's just built into life. Oh, yeah. That God put there for a purpose. And I think it's because there's something important about just sitting still. Yeah. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so Zach. <laughs> great episode about the Sabbath. Good stuff. And we are just kind of breaching the surface of like, you know, a lot of this stuff. And we so, haven't even talked about the flip side. Yeah. About when you burn out. We are going to hit that up next time on the podcast, so uh, stay tuned for that. But, uh, yeah, um, we just want to say thank you for listening today. We want to, of course, shout out uh, the few patrons we have uh, and just say thank you to them. Um, We also want to ask that you get it. If you get any time and you want to help us in any way, you should comment, rate us. uh, You should share our stuff. Share us. tell, Tell people, like, hey, check out this thing. That'll that'll be more helpful to us and steal your friend's phone and subscribe to us. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And then um, now it's basically we are, the same thing as bringing a friend to youth group. As I'm saying this, you're going to be probably listening to this a few weeks later, but um, we are now on YouTube. That's so you right. Can, you can like set up a, if you have YouTube red or if you just have like YouTube up on your phone in your car, you can uh, listen to us on there. If you don't have like a podcast app or anything, so that yeah. might make things easier for some. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, I guess we will catch you next time on the House Plants podcast. That's right. Peace out. Burr.